Hello and welcome back to Control Alt Delete. This is Emma Gannon and this is my podcast. Um, so I'm very excited about today's episode. It is with Will Young. Obviously, I know Will and all of you listening will probably know Will Young from his pop idol success back in the noughties. I was a fan then and I'm a fan now, but for a very different reason, because of his new podcast, which he started recently with his friend Chris Sweeney, and it's called Homo Sapiens. You might have seen it on the iTunes charts. It's described by Chris and Will as two gay guys talking to people we think are interesting, and they've been heavily inspired by Women's Hour. So episode one of their podcast was actually released to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the start of decriminalisation of homosexuality in the UK. And each weekly episode tackles a diverse mix of LGBTQ plus subjects. So this summer, Will has been performing at lots of festivals like Latitude, Wilderness, the BBC's I Feel Love concert and so many more. He's also been doing a series of talks about mental health. He was a guest judge on BBC One's Pitch Battle and also has an upcoming UK tour of the musical Cabaret and he was nominated for an Olivier Award. I saw loads of posters of Cabaret all over Edinburgh last week with Will's face on the poster and um, it looks amazing. So yes, there's loads, loads more I could say about Will Young, but I'm going to jump straight into the interview and I hope you enjoy it. Please subscribe to Will's podcast, Homo Sapiens, on iTunes or on Acast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Definitely listen to it. It's excellent. And this is one of my favourite episodes I've recorded, I think. So happy listening and thanks again for subscribing and all your support. Here it is. So welcome, Will Young, to my podcast. Thank you. Welcome to my home. Thank you for having me in your gorgeous home. I like it. I really like it. I love this room. There's a lot of personality as soon as you walk in. Is there? Yeah. It's just, you know, some houses are very welcoming as soon as you step in and you know that you'll be comfortable. Oh, I'm pleased I with that. I don't feel on edge in any oh, way. Oh, good. Which yeah, is really just, nice. I don't like houses which are like show homes. No. No. Like, I, I, I mean? can touch the pillow. You can touch, it's, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, don't touch that. It's Japanese. <laughs> You're like, everything is a piece. Yeah. No, everything's... I love looking around. I'm looking around now at just everything. It's it's sort of a part of me, yeah. you know? I've Which collected. is what a home should be. I think so. I mean, people are different, aren't they? Mm. I, could, I, I couldn't have a modern place because it would not remain like that. Mm. It would not remain clean and modern. One of my favourite videos for a song called Losing Myself, and it was, it was meant to be very kind of... It was me and four other guys and we all did the same movement so it was a very clean modern house beautiful and I just thought my god this must be hell mm. hell to keep clean yeah clinical yeah. clinical <laughs> like perfect for American Psycho yes not sure about living no I have to get something off my chest before we carry on which is You've that stolen you stolen my silver <laughs> <laughs> I've stolen everything yeah um, no you were a bit of a local hero where I'm from growing up where are you from Exeter no way! Yeah. What are you from Exeter yes, City? Like my parents are like born and bred. Where, where did you live? Where my dad is. Um, near Pinho. I don't know if you'll know it. Pinho? Of course uh, I'm I near mean, Pinho. But it was just really funny because I think it's it's you and J.K. Rowling yes. that anyone just loves to, you know, be very proud of, actually. Oh, that's, that is really sweet because I, I just had the best time there. I mean, I had tough times there, yet when I look back on it now, it's... Um, I think it was part of being a student. I think university is a really important time, you know, from like finishing A-levels, 18, 18, 19 to 21, 22. Mm -hmm. It's a big, 
that, that's one of the big old ladders up snake and ladders you know you, you make a lot of mistakes and oh meet some God. strange people and learn and then thinking about what am I going to do with life it's a lot to take in in three years whilst also drinking mm. and spending your, your, your student loans on things you shouldn't you it's know. so true because I look back and think oh I didn't learn anything and you know three years in the working world loads ha- happens but looking back I think I underestimated like the life stuff oh like completely yeah. the life stuff invaluable and I'm still friends with you know the core friends that I had there I'm still friends with mm, I went nice. I was down at some friends on Saturday, on yesterday yeah because they'd moved moved house and came out there's a pub opposite and I came out about 9.30 the other night um, walking the dogs and all my friends were outside the pub I was like oh hi <laughs> you know and that. they knew I was working and it's, so that's lovely yeah and they're all from Exeter Aww. well yeah. I'm so glad you said that I mean you know, you never know but it sounds like you well like some it. people have awful times don't they yeah places works you know school whatever um, yeah. but no it was an amazing time because that's when I that's when I started singing as well mm. You know, that's that I didn't do that before. So I, I did Exeter Footlights, which I took so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might as well Good thought work, I was putting on a Broadway show. Well, Bloody funny. Oh, I love that. So I'm really excited that you're on my podcast. I also am obsessed with podcasts and heard your one with Bryony Gordon, which I loved. And when I saw that you had launched your own podcast, seriously, I was so excited. I think because I'd also had that taste of how you were with Bryony and how honest you are and was that was that what it was about the Bryony one I think was it the honesty yeah but and I also think that's the joy of podcasts is when you've seen someone so much in the media it's a totally different format it's like with Prince Harry the Mm. Prince Harry episode Mm. it's it's like people who maybe are spoken about but actually you never really get to hear the true story yes. that's what it felt like it felt yes, really, really yes, great yes yes i can get that because the, the the written pieces they're never really going to be that personal and it's like podcasts hearing the person's voice i don't know you just get a lot more from it and i think there seemed to be a safer space even mm. though it goes out mm. it's, it feels a safer space i mean for me you know that brownie one was was the right place to talk about having PTSD mm-hmm. and particularly after she'd spoken to Prince Harry and I think what he said has just made such a huge difference um, it's often like there's not m- masses of places as a pop star mm-hmm. I can really talk about serious things you know because it, it will be do you still see Simon Cowell how was it winning Pop Idol mm-hmm. and probably something about being gay and they'll probably throw in a depression thing which I don't get depression <laughs> funny yeah. I do talks and they always say I'm doing a talk on mindfulness I don't do mindfulness <laughs> so That's really it's, strange. it's really weird I'm doing a talk I, it's re- I don't know why that happens I think everyone has so many different jobs now I wouldn't ever box anyone in in that way yeah that's interesting well I suppose I mean I'm known mo- you know mostly as a pop star aren't I so that's I can understand what people mm. would ask that I tell you what it's hard it's like it's like when I've had a record out and then I'm out, you know, out and about, and people will go, "Why have you, you know, where have you been?" Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's that's a real test. That's a real right. test because it, I always say it's like if someone doesn't get their bonus at work, they don't then go home and go into the local local cafe and the person goes, "Hey, you didn't get your bonus." Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that 
has probably been one of the hardest things actually just to get my head around not so much my yeah just to like prepare myself because it, it means like you have to be quite quite um not guarded but quite strong constantly you know and i don't think well i know i can't be strong constantly <laughs> um, no no way so that's kind of interesting do you think that's something that all creative people have to a certain extent because I remember like the day my book came out people were like when when you write the next one and it's a feeling of like I've just done something that I'm really proud of and I, I immediately feel crap because I don't know if it's whether it's just it's quite takey takey I think because doesn't you know, it take time to it, it does record an album for example it, it does I think it's quite sort of every it's quite grabby isn't it it's like you've done that right when's the next you know it's it's gimme gimme mm. and and that's quite that sort of it's like base level stuff people don't see but then people don't want to see the creative process you know they just want it mm. when's that gimme 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 yes. um, especially think, now with social media and stuff like you know oh, you it's could all right. now 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 you, and, and I worry that people might want something on a plate that actually someone might have worked for behind the scenes for a long time well, I tell you what now, that's what I love about the podcast. The podcast, like, the podcast is quick and quite immediate. Um, I bloody love it. Mm. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's changed my life. Oh, I love that. It's changed my life. It's it's jettisoned me towards doing more things that I don't, that I feel um, I'm not trapped, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not trapped and I'm not controlled. I think you said the word control to me when you arrived about your... You, you didn't feel controlled when you started your podcast. I think you said something yes, like that. yeah. And yeah, that's the same. There's no one else, just me and Chris and and Emlyn and Rob. So, there's, But they're producing it and editing and we're all in it together. There's no one else. I don't have a manager there, I don't have a PR person there, I don't have a record company person there. You know, it's just us. And I love the frankness of it. Mm. But we don't think about it at all. I mean, I can't, you know, things... Because also, I don't see any press, so who knows? You know, stories could run forever on things that myself and Chris have said. But it's the way they're said, I don't think they can really be picked up. No. Because we're, we're saying it constantly. Yeah. I mean, people would just get bored. Yeah. They'd be like, oh my God, what have they said this time? But I also feel like there's room for kind of experimenting within that time oh, frame. That's because interesting. I've had conversations with people who... Actually, on Twitter, for example, it could have been taken out of context. Someone could have said I was wrong oh, yeah. or inappropriate even. Whereas in a 40-minute episode, I'm sort of asking a question very innocently and, and then someone answers it and it's lovely. Yes. I've had that with authors who have written books that are quite controversial, for example. It's just a conversation you have to have yes. in a longer format. Well, that's interesting because Owen Jones was, you know, I mean, completely different, I think, to how he is in his work which is punchy as hell mm. you know and I was listening to um, any questions on Radio 4 and I was like oh shut up shut up <laughs> Owen you know and I love him I was like oh for God's sake change the record and that was him in his work thing yeah and then at home he was giggly and funny and yeah you know very open actually yeah um, and you you get to just be like you say completely unfiltered on the podcast it's amazing mm. It's, it's, I mean, I'm pretty unfiltered, but I just think, I, you know what? I just feel like it's me. 
I just feel like it's me. Like now. Mm. I, I, and I, I don't know how else to explain it. And do you have any weird kind of relationship with the media in any way? Like, do you think, do you feel like there's a barrier there in a way? In terms of? In terms of, like, I just feel like maybe our relationship with the media is changing over time, that we don't need it as much as we used to. We or... definitely don't. I mean, that's what the election showed. That was also the, best the headlines thing. around, um, I know you spoke to Bryony about the mm. headlines around the Strictly thing. Oh yeah, I know, they were really upset. I just wondered if, like, you felt like actually, you know, the podcast is a bit of a, a an antidote to that. Yes, it could be actually, I didn't think about that. You know, I actually didn't think about that. And maybe it's that control thing again. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been very lucky, I think, because I sort of deliberately stay away from all that kind of thing. I don't read anything as well, because I just think, what's the point? Mm. There's literally no point. I mean, even today, like, MCPR from Murray Chalmers, the PR agency, said, do you, do you want me to send the, you know, cuttings? Mm. You, you did actually used to be cuttings, but, you know, all the things <laughs> of all the stories. So I was like, no way, I'd go completely crazy. Mm. You know, so after Strictly, I sort of, I just couldn't avoid, I couldn't avoid it. Mm. I mean, it was on Radio 4, I think I probably said to Brian, it was on Radio 4, and it was some chat from the sun, and he was vile, I mean, just vile about me. I was like, oh, God, I just wanted to listen to The Archers, mm. you know, and and that was just like, really? I'm 38, and or 37 then, and this comes up again, this kind of, like, stupid, weird world relationship with people around outside my house. Literally, it literally did not... I've checked my life has changed so much since I used to be followed every day and mm. be you know that I was a bit like what I mean you know we're sitting in the, the, I looked out this window here and there was just press everywhere and you know it was just like I don't understand this mm. and so in a way I could really get a taste of how vacuous yet terrifying it is mm. actually mm. it's bloody terrifying yeah. And so I used to live in that world. And, and so when it happened again, and then the secondary thing is just people saying nasty things, which no one wants that. Can't control that. I can never control that. Um, but that's really hurtful and damaging and sad. And and then the third thing is, and the bigger picture is, none of it means anything. Mm. It's all fucking nonsense. Which is why the internet, I feel, does get a bad rep in some cases. It can be bad, but... It's also empowered people so much. Yeah. I've got friends who are quite big on YouTube and the press will write a horrible story about them. And it's like, well, they have their own audience. They can they've say... They've got the power. They've got the power. Well, that's the great thing. Nelly's just jumped up. Um, she likes to get in every podcast. <laughs> um, the power's back. The control's back. I mean, that is wonderful. Well, even when, you know, when Twitter started, it, you could just squash a story. Yeah. But the thing is now, I kind of feel like... You know what? I I don't feel like I have that anymore. Like I mean, I'm so I'm so sort of I don't want to be in that world anymore. You know, I don't. I just don't want to be involved with it. And I think a lot of that comes into pop. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be involved in that anymore. Yeah. You know, so I need to find out a way of doing that. Sounds really freeing to just kind of be like. I'm not going to involve myself I'm not going to do anymore. I want to gonna... go and I want to go and train to be a sound therapist and keep my acting up and you know maybe sing but I don't know at the moment it's so tainted with all that the, the ties to all that world mm. I just can't be bothered with it I'm too old you know come on you know what I mean it's mm. like 
Oh, to leave that world behind. Praise the Lord. Just think, I'm. people are welcome to it. It is a hot mess. Mm. I mean, you, you, know, you worked mean, in media. I feel very lucky because I forged my, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to have my own platform and do my own thing. But some, what some journalists have to do, for example, oh, if you've got any morals. I know that's the thing. <laughs> the thing is, I think that's really a really good conversation to have there because we all need to earn money to a degree, whatever degree we need to. But we, well, we need food, shelter, those two things, basic things and good health. Um, you know, and then after that comes friends, family, uh, relationships, partners, spirituality and a purpose I'd say in life and if I cannot do a job of the morality if, if it goes against my morals mm. and I think if people do do jobs if it goes against their morals it will eat away at their soul and that makes me really sad because I think shit you've only got one life there's um, a lot of studies out at the moment about like millennials and how they would take a job cut to have more purpose that's what I've done you know I mean, I've earned, you know, it's almost the equivalent of sort of going from the city to wanting to do something that's just, you know, a lot more meaningful and fulfilling. And and it may, I'm so pleased that millennials want to do that. And weirdly, I mean, my friends, there's three, well, Chris changed his career. You know, Chris, Chris was doing adverts and videos and he decided, no. I want to be a writer, I want to be a, a director for drama. And he's taken a you know, massive bake up. Um, and now I'm going to tell you his no, <laughs> exact details of that whole thing. Um, you know, he has. And that was really inspiring for me. A friend of mine left a big job in TV. She's working, you know, doing a tiny job as an assistant mm-hmm. with a friend who's a decorator and she bloody loves it. Yeah. Another friend stopped acting, wants to go into singing. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping him with that. I think I applaud anyone. If it's you've like got a family, the, uh, obviously it can be different, you know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I think it's just like tweaking that weird definition yes. of success that yes. has been perpetuated for years. Oh my God. Hundreds of years. Hey, hundreds of years, I think in yeah. the dictionary definition, like the first thing says like to achieve your aim, which is like quite broad, yeah. that's fine. But then the second one is like fame yeah. and money mm. it's like that that success being known word people yeah. know but you must get so much out of the podcast because like not only like you say is it opening up other avenues to what you truly want to do but then also the in between the footnotes episodes where you read out the letters <laughs> and the and honestly i just feel like i couldn't believe some of the things that it was so nice that people were saying I think there was one that was like, oh, I don't actually have any friends. No, I know that was, who, yeah. Who are any gay friends, Yes. for example, which I take for granted. You know, I, I have a mixture of friends, could go to the pub with X, Y, and Z, but for someone to say, actually, your podcast is that pub yes. situation. Yes, yeah, yeah. What a lovely way of describing mm. it. That was very, that was very moving, actually. I was thinking, weirdly, I was thinking about that yesterday, thinking, oh, gosh, why? You know, wh- wow. And then think about the podcast, and I thought it's so comforting. It's so great. To people chat, isn't it? It's lovely, and and uh, there's it's really interesting because I'm terrified of I, from the beginning. Was terrified of being famous. Terrified of of pop, you know, fans. I didn't understand it. 
being shouted. I was your fan. Boom, I'm see, that's why I'm terrified of you. <laughs> no, but you know, like, the fans that normally are most present are the ones that wait outside, which is fine. You know, that's, I have no problem with that mm. um, in terms of them doing it. As a person, that is um, intimidating. Uh, just basic level, it is intimidating. Would it be like, and anything you're doing, you just know at least one person on that tube character, for example, would know who you are? I don't even think about it. Mm. Maybe very, very distantly. I mean, I literally just, I just do not think about it. I don't walk around thinking I'm famous. Which again is probably why it was such a shock after my Strictly departure. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. You know, I was like, I don't understand. Um, I, I honestly don't think about it. I just potter along. I think what can come into play is quite inappropriate behaviour and unboundaried behaviour if people are ecstatic. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when we get ecstatic. We can get unboundary. And as me, as a pop star, I find that really intimidating. And the more I've learned about the importance of my physical space, you know, I'm not sitting right next to you. <laughs> that would be like, I'm, I can't even do it. Mm-hmm. I can't even pretend to do it because... It just feels inappropriate. I feel like we're close, though. I feel like we're close, and I feel like we're a good distance. Yeah. You know, near and far. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, fans... Do you mind if I touch you? No, yeah. They'll do that. I'm grabbing I'm oh, grabbing your shoulder. Right. Hi, how are you? I'm like, fucking, can I have a kiss? And they bra- oh gra- bra- you know, grab the back of your neck. Oh, my God. My neck. And and the thing is, it's, it is scary. I completely understand it. Completely understand it. I, I understand it. I don't behave like that. I never have. You know, I'm just one of the more quieter fans of people. Um, and there's a thing in pop I think which is you must appreciate it you must Mm. appreciate the fans you know more than in acting I think or writing Mm. or I could be wrong I think that's true because I saw Zadie Smith the other day and and everyone just sort of looked upon her with like this respect of we all know who you are but there'll be no one would go up to her because it's also maybe an age thing like everyone's kind of older and a bit they're not going to go over and scream in our face or anything. I think it's a frenzy. There's a frenzy within pop that doesn't sit with me. Um, and that, the push to... I mean, I've literally only been thinking about this recently. All because of, all because of the podcast. <laughs> it's so funny. It's lovely. Um, it's like stepping out of a bubble. It's lovely. Uh, you know, you must do this. You must. I, remember being, I remember being pushed really pushed to go after gigs outside pretty much immediately to sign for people who were waiting and I this was a tour two years ago and I was really ill and and I came I so I came off stage so I've done an hour and a half hour and three quarters of mm. of constant performance constant singing you know really try and give it my all um done that that's exhausting, it's exhilarating, it's whatever. The gig was that night, you know, brilliant. Giggle, giggle with the band. And then immediately it's like, you've got to go and give more and you're not on a stage this time and you're within, you know, half a foot of the people and you've got to cope with that. Everything coming at you and be nice and also try and look after yourself. And I broke down and I, <laughs> I broke down and I rang my mum. <laughs> and I, this is what I used to do after Pop Idol. I used to bring my mum because I was always pushed you know push 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 to do things um, and I rang my mum and was in tears facetiming her 
you know, and my poor, poor Faye was managing me felt awful, actually. But it reminded me of how it was at the beginning. And I just said, I'm not doing that anymore. I said, it's, it's unfair, you know, to be pushed. And it's almost like yeah. the performance doesn't matter. It's like, well, you've done the performance, but now you've got to go and it's like, what the fuck is, am I doing on stage then? It's, it's yeah. reminding me of what you said about your books. Like I've done the book. When's the next book? It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, what do you think? Um, yeah. But then... Would you say that, are you an introvert anyway? Oh, God or knows. not? You're... God knows. Oh, well, probably, probably, yeah. Because I'm quite I mean, shy. Either way, even if you weren't, that, that sounds exhausting. But if you're an introvert, it's like your energy gets sapped and it's like when it's gone you need to really be careful yes I mean I find even weddings hard talking Terrifying. for a day small talk for hours zaps me oh I, I can really relate to that I think weddings um, yeah because uh, I'll have to go I go and sit in the loo oh that's what like, I do just to get energy back that's what I do I go and sit on the loo I do a sit down wee for 10 minutes because <laughs> I can't stand at the urinal for 10 minutes um it, it, yeah, I can really relate to that. So Strangers. That's like, that's like a thousand weddings on speed, you doing the performance <laughs> and then having to so go. The performance is okay because it's safe-ish, you know. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a lot better um, acting, I find it. The performance is okay. And talks are fine. I don't mind doing talks, mm. like live talks. Um, yeah, I get scared of weddings. I get social anxiety for anything. It takes I always have to give myself ten minutes, a ten minute rule at any party, any social occasion, mm. and go just don't think about it for ten minutes because it's gonna be awful for ten minutes. Mm. And I, lo- I really find it very comforting when people say that because people find it weird with me that I can do a talk, but then I can like not go to a party and on my own, for example. Or mm. I remember when I interviewed Lena Dunham, she said that people always say she's so brave for getting naked on TV, being really confident, whatever. But she was like, actually, what's more brave is me lasting at a party for an hour. Because, mm-hmm. like, she really struggles. But but people don't see that as brave, but... Oh, no, I think that's is. brave. Um, I mean, facing anything. You know, fear, anxiety is an awful thing. Particularly if it's coming from... You know, this is what I've really learned in the last year, actually, from a survival instinct. If it's coming from that place survival instincts are strongest instinct mm-hmm. it's basically you need to live so it's come from that place to push against that and go to a party is bloody brave mm-hmm. and bloody hard work and then exhausting because i've only just learned the word boundaries this oh. is a new thing for me because i as having troubles troubles trouble with um little things like um email overwhelm mm-hmm. to um someone's being too close with me mm-hmm. and i feel weird about it or um saying no to someone like it was all these things and my friend just said to me all of these little things are not separate issues they're like boundaries mm. and i'm like obsessed with boundaries now <laughs> all comes back to boundaries yeah it's like it is the best thing for me changed my life and I'm constantly having to reassert them. Mm. And it's bloody hard sometimes. Yeah. It's very hard. Um, some things I find very easy. Um, and other things I can look back on and go, ah, damn, that was boundaries. But for me, there's different, there's physical boundaries. So literally like, as I was saying, like, you know, how, how near I am to someone. Um, and then there's, vocal boundaries in terms of stating my needs and my wants and what I think so within that what I think is appropriate what isn't so that would be you know 
and it will be said and this is what my talks are about it has to, it has to be said in a non-confrontational way so it's always from the I position mm-hmm. when I heard you say that I feel this you know and what I'd prefer is this and if yeah. you don't do that I will do that there's the boundary mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then there's our internal boundaries um, which is a protective sort of thought you know um mine is a batman suit so a notion of what my internal boundary is um which 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 just keeps people's energies away from me oh my god that's so useful it's my, my batman suit i love it and then we've got to be bounded with ourselves. actually that's that's a deeper internal boundary containment mm-hmm. i'm really angry right now like i was really angry a couple of hours ago don't know why i got triggered and i was saying to mark my friend I'm really angry but you know I didn't end up acting out and buying five Yves Saint Laurent coats online <laughs> you know I was boundaried with that feeling yes so they're, they're astonishing mm. and I just oh I love them yeah and you're getting a lot out of it are you? yeah yeah loads yeah. I just um just taking a minute for I make a decision even like do I really truly want to do mm. this or even is this friend a good person to be friends with just like I mean there's loads but it's just no it's just as simple as knowing the word I yeah don't, I don't know if yeah, you yeah. find this but like when you put a label on something it, it helps in a way oh my god yeah and I think what yes 100% because it makes my brain see what something is and what I need to do about it um I have the same about codependence I'm like oh codependence, <laughs> I love it um and it's interesting hearing you talk about friends because as I started setting more boundaries, I realised there were some friends that just didn't work for me. Mm. And I ended the friendship, you know, one face-to-face and one you didn't want to do it face-to-face. Um, with love, it just wasn't working. Mm. And the thing that I really tune into now is people's energies in friendships. Do they have a, quite a manic energy? Is that working for me? No, I need to be around people that are contained actually mm. yes because my body will pick it up and then i might meet a friend and leave an hour later feeling literally like shaken i think what the hell happened there i've had that where i've left like quite a nice environment like we might have had lunch or something and i'll leave and i'll feel zapped of oh. energy like drained it's very weird yeah i i it's the more i tune into that for myself the more I tend to spend more and more time with people that don't do that to me. Um, and on the podcast, do you feel, because I I'm, I personally feel like whenever I do an episode of the podcast, I like go home skipping down the street because I'm like, yes. I just had a really great yes. conversation with someone. Do you, I mean, these people that you're interviewing as well are incredible like, activists and yeah. they're really changing things. Do you just feel like pumped up after those recordings? I feel quite tired, actually. Do you? Yeah. Um... I mean, it's certainly got easier um, because I haven't really interviewed people. Um, it doesn't feel like interviews, conversations, but still, to begin with, it mm. was quite exhausting. Um, I'd say the last one we did, even though it came out, you know, third, Rebecca, um, that was the easiest for, for me because I was a lot more experienced. Um, do you feel like you've got quite a bit of responsibility with it almost as well just because of the subject matter or is it not meant to be too serious I think I've let that go a bit now yeah I think I've let that go I think I just think it's it's nice to know a bit about the people 
sometimes I deliberately don't know anything on purpose. I don't research because I think, right, let's just treat it as if I was sitting next to someone and I'm interested in what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I like that. Um, and I think, I don't know, I just... It's just having a conversation with someone, you know. Because sometimes it's people educational get, without it being yes, like. Just this is, I don't think it's yeah. educational. And then I listen when I listen back to them, you know, when when it when it's sort of edited, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. You know, I really enjoy listening back to each of our podcasts before they go out. Uh, I, I really, I find it a real pleasure. I'm, I, I don't. I feel really proud. But also I don't feel it's, it's not about me, even though I do a lot of talking. It's, I think it's interesting how it is educating. Well, I, I mean, I, there was points in it where I had a moment of, how did that happen 10 years ago? Like when you were giving examples of like awful things, oh, that, homophobic yeah. things. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just sat there kind of shocked to the core because that's not that long ago. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting talking about what I like about sort of things that they're gems from the guests. I mean, I thought John Grant in particular was like a masterclass, actually. I I listened back to that and I was weeping on a drive down to wherever mm. I was going. I was like, oh, he's so right. You know, and it was lovely because I felt really connected. Um, I write notes down. And, that, and that's what makes me know that I'm get, like really getting something I walk, from when you listen. Yeah, oh, I do that with, um, and also with Desert Island Discs. Desert Island I was I was like right little like wise. We've got such a funny thing about Desert Island Discs. Oh. It's so funny. We now, I feel like because we love Radio Four so much, I feel like we're beginning to sort of take on every show in a sort of weird way. Like you know when someone loves someone, so they're a bit nasty. <laughs> I feel like we don't. We love it. Like I. I want to do Gardener's Question Time next. I think we just want to be on all those shows. It's like, <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Um, I like wish I didn't think this, but honestly, that Des- going on Desert Island Dis is like, oh my God, you're done. That's, that's the end. It. That's it. Well, for yeah. me, it was, I went on PM. So that was, but it was a Saturday one and I won Eddie <laughs> Mayer. Um, and I just need to get on the Today programme. I think it's like th- those are the big things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're never the things. Now that... your podcast is going to be that for some people. They'll be like, "Can I get on it?" Well, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. It's hard work though, as well. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's not. I've got to fund it. Um, it started from scratch, so it's all that sponsor thing. Um, yeah, we want to keep on going. It's so interesting coming from a different world where I can get paid a lot, sometimes overinflated prices. Mm. Um, this this is completely different. It's proper connection, mm. particularly when people email back. I, you know, I, I just love it. And I, I feel that things also organically grow from things like that. Mm. When there's no agenda, you actually end up getting really great things off the back of it I think you're totally right and I think the word for me that comes from that is authenticity I think if anything is authentic um, it is the most inviting thing because it hasn't been created to be inviting if that makes sense there's no agenda yeah there's no agenda what's your like level of 
busy or not busy that you like to maintain do you, do you kind of have that sorted these days because i think so it used to be like busy was cool like gotta be crazily busy. Yeah, yeah yeah now it's kind of i feel like it's socially acceptable to not be that busy that's now, really interesting if you don't want to be yeah it's so interesting um yeah i mean i used to be like i must always be busy and now i think i noticed the part of me that would be busy because it was just adrenaline really or distraction um, can, be, dis- can be distraction that. as well. Um, now, I, I've I've got a good balance on doing nothing, you know. So I was, I was up at so let's say today I was up at six, walking dogs, came back, paid some bills, went back to bed again, gave my friend a massage. He's, he is such a princess. He's asked for like four massages <laughs> over the weekend. I'm like, what? Like, what am I? Like, is this, have you just come here? That's what happens you, when you give one good massage. I know, it's a real... Come back yeah, more. Do you know what I mean? Because to begin with, I was like, oh, actually, I think I might be quite good at massage. Like, my last boyfriend was like, oh, you're really good. That, I've lost that now. I'm like, it's like the hairdresser that actually doesn't want to cut everyone's hair the whole time. Yeah. Um, Pretend to be rubbish. It's like, yeah. you shouldn't be too good at being an intern. No. <laughs> because then you're just stuck there. That's so funny. Yeah, in that position. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then went to sleep and then woke up, did a bit more work, um, had a phone call, chilled out for a bit. You know, it's really, it can change. I don't like a massively busy day now. It's not good for me. Mm. It just comes back to looking after myself and wor- working out what works for me. And actually, it's really weird. The kind of less that I work, the more I get done. Mm. Does that make sense? I got a first episode written of a script that someone's quite interested in. I don't really know how that happened. Um, you know, because I'm not, I'm not, people say, oh, you must be really busy. And people always say, do say to me, oh, you've got so many things on. Yeah, I never feel busy. Mm. I want it to be the new norm, you know, when you go up to someone and you're like, how are you, how are you? And they're like, busy. I'd love it just be like, yeah, I'm not that busy, yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> I think busy is like, yeah, it should be. I think busy is a cover-up. It's like people saying, I'm just really tired at the moment. Yeah. I don't buy it. You know, mm. obviously people are allowed to be tired and busy. I don't buy it sometimes. Mm. So, oh, it's just work's really stressful at the moment. No, there's something yeah. else going on. Yeah. It's just that word that's like a nothing word. It's a nothing word now. Yeah. Um, I think, here comes Nelly, round two. Do you want to just... Yeah, yeah, just Aww. you do your own thing. Um no, because it's about doing something well, you know? Yeah. And I love it. Like, I love pottering around my house. I love the fact that I've got kind of a job where I can do this. Mm. I mean, that's really... I feel really lucky. It's Monday and I'm still in my tracksuit. <laughs> it's... I don't work in an office and I don't think I could. And other people, you know, sometimes I'm envious of routine, but, um, you know, this is my life. Mm. I get to hang out in my house. No, it's really, it's like, it's just really nice to hear someone really in control of their own definition yes. of what yes. happiness and success yes. is. And that's really, it really rubs off on you. Yes, that's So it's th- really nice to hear oh, that. Oh, thank you. Because that's, I've worked fucking hard. Mm. No, <laughs> to get there. God, I've I worked think people hard. listening will be like, happy to hear that as well because it makes you kind of redefine your own boundaries as well well none of us need to do who made the rules you know apart from like 
you know, if I had a family, it might be different, as in if I had kids. But actually, I, you know, now I'm ready to have a family because I know that if I'm not happy and content and working well as a it's all going to fall apart anyway, mm. you know. And so, I honestly, who made the rules? I said to my dad the other day, and we were talking, my dad's amazing, he's amazing. Um, and I had a really difficult conversation with something to do with work and I was really fucked up. I was so angry. And so I rang, I rang Robin Young, um, who's down in Cornwall. <laughs> Hello, darling. And uh, he was like, just, you know, he said, I would just say, fuck him. And, uh, <laughs> and um, what's so nice, because I said to him, oh, you know, what happens if sort of things change? He was like, it's always fine. It's always fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. You know, like I was fine when I was washing dishes mm. as a student. Before university, I was fine when I was pot wash boy. And I think we can forget that because we take on so many more things. Yeah. And then we lose like what we were. We should be young for the rest of our lives. Mm. We pile all these things on. We pile, I've done it for years. Pile, pile, pile. Must have more cars, must have more properties, you know, and all this must spend, have these cushions and everything. But then, that's fine as long as it's not as long as it's adding to my life not becoming a hindrance and there's a friend of mine who's an actor so he, we were extra together he was doing it on the drama course and he's now I mean god he's done like the Hollywood story he's in LA and um, married to an American actor and we were talking and we're great friends one of those friends it doesn't matter if you don't talk for a year it's just like oh hi again and he was saying oh William he was like William he was like I've got this pool He's like, you know, and it's lovely, but the thing is then I have to pay for the pool to be cleaned and that's every week and then I have to pay for it to be served. You know, he was mm. like, I've just suddenly got all these freaking expenses. <laughs> I don't really know how it's happened. And we forget. I forgot how happy I was with with very little. Mm. Very little. Um, and then that becomes really freeing because because none of it matters and so I get more enjoyment from it because it, 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 it doesn't matter and also you have so much almost like material oh. from all that that you're writing a TV show and you're oh it's brilliant doing a podcast oh like, the TV show is so funny it, I can't because it's wait so, I hope it gets made um, it is so um, it's so funny but that's also <laughs> taking back control isn't it because yes, you're it creating is. a character based yes. on it's so well it's me anyway I was gonna, I'm just going to be me playing me but kind of a version like you know, um, extras like extras exactly and it's just like when Kate Winslet is Kate Winslet but she's like yeah, kind of but she, yeah, yeah you know what I mean I love that and it's just so funny it's just the things that happen like one of them's about going to a good morning you know something like BBC News or Good Morning Britain or something like that you know, and I wake up, you know, the first thing I've woken up by is uh, Esme humping my face. And that has happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? That has happened. And just the madness yeah. and the things that people say is so funny. Because it is one of those things that like, sometimes it's like, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah, because isn't know? comedy the best truth teller as well? Like, you can shine a light on something quite horrific. I said to Chris, we went to Sky News, me and Chris, for the podcast. And we were meant to be doing eight minutes on the call sheet. It was eight minutes. We, and I said, Chris, this this will be halved this amount of time. And this is part of my episode that, that the time keeps on getting less and less that you're actually on, I'm actually on air. Um, and we got, and Chris was like, no, no. And we got there and the woman was like, okay, so we've got a four minute chat. <laughs> so I was like, yesterday. 
there. It was eight minutes. And then we were meant to be on at like 8.45. We was like, we need you now. It's five past eight. And there's just so much in room the show for yeah you'd be like one second do you know what time. i mean yeah and it's not the same bit that you were the weather the weatherman that was when i was the weather person yeah that was hilarious yeah and i i did that i was like chris this isn't my first rodeo i've been doing this for 16 years i'm just doing this so we get more attention <laughs> you know it's just like let's shake it up a bit yeah chris is like that as well he's very he said to me afterwards he was like because that's the other thing like we've never I've never been on live TV or radio unless I'm promoting myself mm. and I'm on my own. Mm. Always. Be it an acting job or a singing job or, you know, whatever. And Chris has never been on live TV. So I'm on live TV with my best mate mm. and it's weird because someone's with me and it's my best mate. Yeah. He's there and he's just relaxed anyway. And it's just like the most... I said to him before Sky News, I was like, how the hell did we get here? And like a totally different experience. Totally different yeah. experience. I would have thought I'd just be like laissez-faire, and but it's just wonderful. Yeah, it's like being reborn. Oh, it's and it. and it's really cool. Um, and Chris said, "I love." And he goes, "I love doing live stuff because come on, Leslie, come here, come on, quick." Um, he said because it's just so you you can't no one can it's control again. No one can edit you. No, no one can edit. Yeah, that's and, great. You know, that's, that's really cool. Well, thank you for being such an amazing podcast guest. Um, I feel like I've had therapy. Um, oh, do you? Genuinely, like, I've learned, like, the boundaries thing. I think you need to be a therapist. I want to be a therapist. Seriously. Sound, sound therapist. Yes. Like, this is your be... calling. I'm so pleased. Yeah, no, I feel very calm in your presence. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you.